like magic i appear um good evening everyone a uh, little bit of a new um backdrop uh for me tonight i have to say but um welcome back to uh newcastle united bournemouth review and as you can see um i'm on my own tonight i'm rolling solo um some of the other loaded boys are not able to make it tonight but look as always, we always make sure there is a show to be had. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you all in the chat. And I can see those comments flying through already. So we'll get straight to it. And look, I have to say, and for those of you that follow me on social media, um, you know, I, I made it clear that I was really sort of disappointed with um, the, the result of the game. Um, some people didn't like it. Some people understood. Um, some people, you know, uh, were sort of on the fence with regards to that result. Uh, I'll get into that in a little bit, uh, uh, but of course, as always, we need to make sure we review the game in, in the right way. And it's going to be a relatively brief review, um, as you can sure, as I'm sure you understand. But look, uh, we got the team news uh, that came through, and you know, we got the fantastic news that Bruno Gomez was back in the team. Um, for what I, for one, thought that had to be the move. That was a big game changer for me. Bruno Gomez back in the team, fit and firing. I was absolutely buzzing. However, was a little bit surprised about the um, the return of Dan Byrne um, and the the. Oh, can you really say dropping of um, Sven Botman? Who knows? But surprised to see him on the bench. I have to say. Um, but all the others um, were to be expected. Really disappointed, obviously, um, that Anderson Maxman and Callum Wilson um, weren't available to make the game. But I think most people knew that they weren't going to be fit and ready to play. And look, um, it was a really, it was a really kind of scrappy game. Um, it's certainly in the box for for, for most of it. Um, dominated possession didn't really have an opportunity, um, a clear-cut opportunity to put the ball in the net. Had some chances, um, you know, as we were, as we're aware, when this boy steps up to take a free kick, you always think it's like a penalty, an opportunity to score a goal. Very, very unlucky um, not to score. A fantastic free kick, as always, um, off the sort of mid to outside of the post, just wide. Um, as well as that, Joe Linton had an opportunity clipped almost like the stanchion, the, the crossbar stroke post. Very, very lucky there. Um, and to be fair, we, 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 we were turning the screw um, a little bit. But get to half-time, nil-nil, and you always then start to worry. And actually, one of the things that we talked about on away days, and I don't know what you guys um, thought about this, is that we spoke on away days and talked about the fact that actually... Um, as the game wears on, we're starting to get a little. We'd start to get a little bit worried because we know what Bournemouth are like. One thing that we didn't touch on: they'd already, they've already won two games this season, more won more than us. Um, and you know, going into this game, as the game drew on, you always felt that they were going to kind of be really, really tight and try and sit behind the ball uh, and make it very, very difficult for us. Um, and to be fair. Um, that is how it is. Uh, good evening, Jules. Great to have you in the chat um, and supporting as always. And look, when it happened, my heart sank. I felt 
oh, honestly, I was I was distraught, and I'm sure everyone those fifty two thousand in St James's Park felt exactly the same when um, Billing um, managed to get that get that all important goal for for Bournemouth. Um, uh, you know, and I have to say, and I don't know what you you feel like in the chat. I thought Billing had a decent game. Uh, let's remember, um, do not forget at all that uh, Eddie Howe was a big fan, big fan of um, uh, uh, Billing. So, it, you know, he, he's clearly, clearly a difficult player. Found those little gaps. Tom uh, Tom Jordan on um, the Bournemouth podcast said on Thursday, he will find those little gaps in play and exploit us. And that's exactly what Billing did um, to our disappointment. But look, I run through these very quickly. Uh, we hit straight back. Uh, we managed to get an opportunity. The highest up the pitch I'd seen Trippier um, all game, and he managed to put that ball in, which creates the handball moment. Um, a penalty all day long uh, for anyone that's questioning that, not at all. And great to see um, uh, Alexander Izak step up, takes the ball off Bruno Gomez. interestingly, shows his confidence in front of goal. And um, if anyone's seen that penalty, that penalty was unbelievable. If you watch it, I mean, from the angle, from the angle you can see on the picture, um, he literally hits the corner of the net. There is no way at all um, that 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 keeper um, is saving that. It is a fantastic penalty, unbelievable. And um, again, he's off the he's off the market, St James's Park. Um, you know, with his uh, with his second goal for the club, um, and it's absolutely brilliant to see. Um, and but unfortunately, we just didn't push. At all now, this you know, let's get down to it. Really, I want to want to kind of discuss. You know, we could talk all day about the review in the game and the ratings and and all the other things. But you know, I want to get your opinions on how we how we sort of move forward from this because there's a lot of talk now across social media. In fact, there's been a lot of arguments. There's been a lot of fallout with um, the with the fan base. Some that are saying, let's have perspective on everything. Some that are saying, surprisingly in my eyes, you know, we need to consider whether the manager's doing the right, uh, doing a good enough job at the club. That's what some people are saying on there. And there are some people in the middle um, that haven't really drawn an opinion yet. Now, you know, we're, we're at seven games, you know, we've only won one. Um, and... You know, we, we drew ahead of a lot of games uh, at the beginning of the season, but do we see this as, a, you know, as a as a positive start to the season? Do we think that it'll be a good? Is it, you know, is it been a good start? Has it been a bad start? As one or two have been saying, I'm not quite sure. But Gary, um, I don't know if I can make it a three-hour show tonight. Um, I don't think I have enough of this um, uh, to to, uh, to last me through the three hours. But hey. We'll try. Um, uh, That is for sure. Great to see Simon in the chat, um, as always, um, saying hello to Yano. Um, Hope you are well. Um, But look, let's get down to it. Uh, And and of course, one of our sponsors, um, TGR, has said, criticism yesterday was completely justified, in my opinion. um, But I cannot take anybody seriously who booed the lads um, and is questioning Eddie Howe. Um, or calling him to go, utterly uh, pathetic. And that's obviously the opinion of Dean. Now, interesting point there 
from from Dean. Um, you, you did watching it on the TV. You did hear a few boo boos going on um, after the final whistle. I took that personally as as a sign of frustration. I don't know whether others felt the same. I thought it was just out of frustration that we didn't win the game and an and annoyance more than anything, not anything necessarily um, aimed at the players as such. Some people may have seen it different. Those that were at the game um, uh, yesterday, and I know Paul Gallant, um, welcome to the chat tonight, was at the game yesterday. You know, you, you might have seen it a little bit different in terms of the booze after the game. Was it as bad as, as, what, as what Dean's mentioning? Um, you know, that's one thing to, to keep an eye on. But yeah, um, <clears throat> let's get let's get down to the Eddie Howe situation. Um, do we really think that Eddie Howe is 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 jobs under under threat of any sort? Um, I'd love to get your thoughts in the chat, guys and girls, um, because I have to be honest. I was absolutely shocked at, at some of the things that have been said. I hadn't, hadn't actually seen it. And then when it came up uh, that one or two people have said that people are calling for Eddie Howe being out, do we not realise what Eddie Howe has done for this club? He took us from near bottom of the league, um, 14 games without a win, to saving us comfortably, Champions League form, revitalising the likes of Fabian Shaw, Joe Linton. You know, do we really have to, you know, seven games start to consider his position? For me, it's not even in question. Eddie Howe, for me, is here for the long haul. If it was up to me, he'd be here for as long as, long as it takes because he is the guy that I think and I believe who, who can bring trophies um, and, and success to Newcastle. Um, I think his philosophy is the one. Um, th there's no doubt in my mind. But it'd be interesting to see what you guys think in the chat. Um, and, and we'll come back to that point as we go along. Um, th that is it. But yeah, lots of lots of got an opinion, Fraser and Miggy. <laughs> I'm never going to repeat that, but well done on the emojis, PDK. Um, we'll definitely get to Fraser and Miggy later on. Uh, Dan's put, yesterday was a wake-up call. Uh, we need to learn how to play against... Um, a part of the bus situation, um, the booze or anything beyond um, being disappointed when the game is not okay. Yeah, we talked about the booze uh, just a second ago, Dan. But yeah, um, I, I mentioned it in my tweet, uh, and I said um, I really, really did believe that it was a case of um, we, we we really, really struggled with that low block. And and if you think back to the Forest game, and I was there, I was there with Chris Hall at the Forest game. When you think back to that game, for me, we struggled in that low block then as well because they played that low block against us at Forest. They played the three at the back. They played that really tight formation where they made it really, really difficult for us for long parts. And as one or two have alluded to um, since the game yesterday, it took a wonder strike from Shaw to open up the game. It's something that Eddie Howe's got to look at because we're going to have a lot of teams come to us this season at St. James's Park because of war flags, because of the 52,000, because of the rejuvenated club that we are right now. We're going and only going one way and that's up. And teams are going to look and give us a little bit more respect than they have before. And they're going to come out and they're going to try and make it different and difficult for us because we're not going to always have it our own way. 
You know, you have Chelsea come to town, you have Arsenal come to town, Man United, those type of teams, when they come, we've already had Man City, when they come to St. James's Park, they're coming to beat us. So we can exploit them and we can cause them problems. There's no doubt about that. Those teams at the upper echelons of the Premier League will come to exploit us and we can get on the back of them to really cause them some problems. But you're going to get some other teams and we've already had it with Forest, Bournemouth, Palace already this season. You think when Fulham come to St. James's Park, they're going to be the same. Everton will look to come and do the same. And you're going to have other teams in the Premier League, Brentford even, that will come and make it really, really difficult for us and try and nick um, a one niller or a 2-1, exactly how what or what Bournemouth did um, to us yesterday. And we've got to be aware of that. Equally, we're going to have the players to do it. Um, and we missed two important players that I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss as we move along um, to be able to uh, unlock that. But again, it's going to be interesting to see what we do in January off the back of that too. Um, lots of people um, coming into the chat. Really, really appreciate it. Loads and loads of um, talk in there. Um, Darren said, it's, uh, uh, we were playing rugby passing uh, the ball sideways going forward. Yeah, um, there was a lot of that. And that's when, Darren, that's what happens when you tend to run out of ideas. Now, it was really interesting. I was listening to, um, uh, I can't remember what I was listening to, but I was listening to someone um, yesterday uh, it might have been this morning, and they were talking about um, as, as a team. And I thought it was really interesting what they said, is that Newcastle United, what you expect from your top teams is in the last 30 minutes of the game is that you would start to really cause them some problems and start asking questions of Bournemouth when they're starting to tire. We asked all of our questions in the first 60 minutes or so. And then what we did, we tired. And we stopped asking those questions. And after that, it was actually quite a relatively comfortable end to the game. The last 15 minutes, we, we weren't pummeling them. We weren't asking major questions of the goalkeeper. We weren't putting him under any pressure. And that's the big thing. That is the difference between where we are right now and where we want to be as a continuously good team going forward. So it's something that we need to be aware of. Um, that's for sure. Um, good point by PDK. Bruno taking off for the internationals coming up. Um, should have stopped on. Uh, you know what? Um, I, I agree to a point. I always thought he might be taken off because it's his first game back. I think if we'd have played, I, I personally think Bruno would have been fit to play against West Ham last week. And I think if he'd have played against West Ham last week and got minutes under his belt, 60 minutes or so then, I think he'd have probably played more this weekend. But I think because he's not had that competitive football, they didn't want to take the risk. Now, if you've read what's been out there, Brazil, the national team, are keeping a real close eye on Bruno Gomes. They're desperate for him to go to the World Cup. Um, and that's something that we needed to be mindful of. Um, did it affect his performance? Possibly. He wasn't at his sparkling best, but he hasn't played for a while. So we have to keep that into consideration. He's also thinking, I don't want to get injured for international week either. Because he still isn't first choice guaranteed in the starting lineup. Fred, surprisingly, at Man United, the guy's barely kicked a ball. For me, I think he's been dreadful the last, the last year. But the Brazilian manager loves him and plays him ahead of Bruno Gomes. So Bruno's not guaranteed to start, although he's miles, streets better than Fred. 
he's not guaranteed and that's something we need to be careful of as well um yano um as always makes some great points before we can get better um before we we, we can get better forwards um we need two full backs that can get forward and back target offers nothing up top and miggy is constantly getting um back to bell trips out because of his lack of pace yano uh a, a very very interesting point there um and actually something uh, within that I've observed myself quite recently and I haven't said it um, but you've said it tonight and I'm glad you did we'll get on to that um, um, look we, we've we've got two very industrial fullbacks that that are you know well organized um, good defensively um, in terms of organization and positioning and they 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 can do a good job um you know uh, in in most games but you're right about target his delivery and his ability to get forward isn't great um, but there's a almost an element of that that he doesn't get forward as much because and this is not about the bournemouth game but it's almost the point that he has to in most games protect alice at maximum because of his lack of ability of getting back I don't think that's always down to Alan at maximum. I think that's the tactic. Leave him forward for the counter-attack. So he's more, he's expected to sit back in. Kieran Chippy, on the, on the other hand, is that it is a concern for me, is that I, I don't, I'm not the only one, I don't think I'm the only one to notice it. You've just, you've just touched on it as well, Yano. His lack of pace, when he gets so far forward, when the counter-attack's the other end, he is very slow at getting back. And Miggy sometimes, and I think this is why Miggy plays on that side, he does bail him out a lot because he's just electrically fast. Um, I'm also concerned sometimes that there is a little bit of a lack of pace with Fabian Shaw. Shaw does make up for it. He makes some fantastic interceptions. I think he's made some of the the most interceptions in in our team. Um, And he's up there in the top five or ten in the Premier League this season. But... uh, there is a lack of pace on that right-hand side and it is a slight concern in defensive positions. So it's something to be mindful of. Uh, that is for sure. Um, Sean said, where was Anderson? He's better than Murphy and Fraser or Fraser. Uh, Anderson, I think, if I'm right in thinking he was injured, um, he got a little niggle. So nothing serious. He's, he's likely to be back for Fulham, but he was carrying an injury. And boy, would we have needed him off the bench. I don't think Murphy would have got on if we'd have had Anderson. And I do believe that Anderson, the way he's been playing for Newcastle, would have really kind of caused them some problems. Um, but, you know, that's it, it is what it is. Um, the question I want to put to you on the back of that, actually, because Sean's uh, brought me to another point, is that do we think there are some players that are struggling with the intensity of Eddie Howe's training methods. Because Eddie Howe, obviously, when he first came in, everyone was playing at 150 mile an hour and they train that way all the time. Is that something that's a concern now for some of those players that are really starting to break down because they can't maintain that level of intensity day in, day out, week in, week out, training-wise? You know, is that is that the concern? I don't know what you think. Get your thoughts on on the chat, and, and we'll discuss it a little bit more. Um, Darren, put, was that really a penalty as well? If you were referring to ours, uh, our penalty, um, 
There's no doubt about it. I'm sure every Newcastle fan would agree, Darren. As soon as I saw it happen, I was like, it's a pen. It's, it's a pen. Everybody saw it. Everybody knew it, apart from, shockingly, the referee. And he had to have VAR bail him out this time for our benefit for once. Um, uh, yes, uh, I'm always, always um, quite happy to host alone. But look, it's it's always better with a load of boys. We we love our discussion. We love our opinions. We've been bouncing opinions off during the game, although there've been um, a lot of um, words that we cannot uh, um, repeat, uh, shall we say, on our chat about yesterday's game. Uh, look, as um, boys, we always love talking Newcastle United, so we always find a way. And those boys couldn't make it tonight, but. As, a, as always, if I can't make it or, you know, Richie can't make it or Daz or Mark, there's always someone that, that will step in um, as and when. Dave's put a good point on here. Almiron and Fraser never swap sides. Why? Um, Almiron was beating his man and then checking back. <sighs> um, I don't know about you, you guys, but I'm getting frustrated at this cutting back on his left foot. Um, I would have expected some work to have been done on that during pre-season. He had a good pre-season, but the fact that he constantly checks back on his left foot winds me up. And you know what? I've got to be honest, players of other clubs are reading it now. They almost don't even go down that right-hand side fully. They almost check back themselves because they know what he's going to do. And what annoys me even more about uh, Almiron when he does that and it's not his own, I'm not annoyed about all of his game because the elements of his game are really good what annoys me um, in in the next phase of that is that there's even when he checks back there's never a cross whenever he checks back it's always a, it's always a pass backwards to Trippier or a pass inside to Bruno or whoever's inside to receive the ball it's becoming clockwork now and it's becoming it's, it's becoming predictable and at some point there needs to be a change so the fact that you've mentioned that, David, not the only one, I think everyone's starting to see it now, is that it would make sense for a swap where both winners are going down on their favoured foots to be whipping balls in. You know, people have been calling calling Alexander Isaac, you know, for um, you know, not scoring enough goals or not, or not having enough movement. But why would you move when you know that neither of your wingers are going to go down the wing and whip the ball in because it's both their weaker foot? Why would you make runs when you know when um, Miguel Almiron makes a good run down the left or right, right hand side, cuts back in and plays it back? The black ball's not going to come in for another five or ten seconds. So there's no point making a run for him. You have to keep the defender guessing. We've said it time and time again on loading. You have to keep the defender guessing. And you know what? Not to keep the defender guessing, you need to keep the goalkeeper guessing, to stop him being predicted to come out and collect the ball. Alan St. Maximin has improved on that. If you watch his games, yes, people still question his productivity, but what you notice now is he's going down his left and as, as well as his right. He's using both sides of his game. So defenders, they don't know what to do. They don't know which way he's going to go. They don't know where he's going to be picked up and he keeps them guessing. Miguel Amiron is not at that stage yet and he needs to develop that. Ryan Fraser... Um, I think just needs to be back to that natural winger on the right-hand side where he gets down the right, whips the ball in. He just needs to go back to basics because 
he's not productive at all. And I think he had, he had one decent shot that was a relatively comfortable save for the goalkeeper Neto in the first half. Other than that, what what really did he do? He's more of a just a defensive winger. That's kind of what his role is, which is it's frustrating as hell. I've got to be honest. Um, Simon says we lacked the killer instinct to the final third. We we did, we did, but again, it's about getting the quality to the guys that we know can make the difference. We had Willock making runs, we had Joe Linton making runs, you know, we had Isaac making runs. But if you're not going to put the ball into the box or you're going to take so long to do it, those guys are not going to be in the right position because they're constantly moving to find the right position to get on the end of it. If it's just instinct, bang, getting the ball into the box, be there to receive the ball, you're likely to score more goals. It's it's not rocket science, but it needs to happen quickly because these wingers need to be much more efficient in the way in which they play. Um, but let's see. Um, Toon Trader said, I never disagree with my mate Yano. But I'd say we need to concentrate um, up front, even though uh, I, I do agree. So you do agree with him, but you think it's maybe not the priority, um, which I would probably agree with. Um, I think we can get by. We're not conceding massive amounts of goals um, in, in defensive areas. Pope, other than the goal, didn't really have much to do. But you're right. We do need to concentrate in those attacking areas. Um, it, it, especially with, with with creating opportunities. Um, what I eat there? Good evening, great to have you on. Um, Dan said mid, um, mid three of Longstaff um, as CDM, Bruno and Joe, and Joe Linton uh, in front is our way forward. Free up Bruno uh, while waiting for the creative players to come in. It's an interesting one. Um, I don't think Joe Willock had the worst game yesterday. Um, personally, but um, but yeah, uh, I think Joe uh, Joe Willock does produce some good moments, and he is important in the tactics. But it, if it means getting Bruno Gamera further further forward, it maybe is something that we need to consider. Uh, Andrew in the chat, first one in the chat tonight. Fair play to Andrew. He said there uh, we need Diaby. Um, he can play a Beasley role, wings, scores a lot, assists a lot. If you watch his goal in the Champions League, um, and that funny enough was from the left hand side. Brilliant, brilliant goal. He looks like he's really finding his form now. Hopefully, in time for January. Um, but yeah, PD, <laughs> there's, there's some comments there. Uh, PDK uh, doesn't like long stuff, that is for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it, <laughs> that's an interesting one. Simon says, got frustrated and ran out of ideas. No creativity, given service. To, he's at, yeah, absolutely right. Um yeah, and Toon Trader, it, it was an unbelievable um, penalty, uh, that is for sure. Um, there's uh, obviously further conversation going on. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, there's an interesting point there about, uh, and a few people have questioned whether we've just got the plan A. I do believe the plan A will win most matches. I do believe that. Some people have talked about a change in tactic, uh, maybe going three at the back, pushing the, the wing backs further forward, allowing maybe to play two up top. Could be an option. Um, question I'll put out there actually to you. Um, would you have wanted Chris Wood on earlier? Um, it felt like it came on a little bit late when they did bring him on. Didn't really have an opportunity to affect the game. I know people have got their opinions on Chris Wood, but would you have wanted him to come on earlier? to try and affect the game as that old school bullish, um, you know, sort of centre forward that maybe could have freed up some more space for Isaac. One or two have suggested that. 
um, you know, it's an interesting one. So, yeah, I'll, I'll see what your comments in the chat are. For sure. Uh, Toon Trader said, fans questioning and any <laughs> need to wipe their, their mouths um, as they're talking shite. Um, look where we've come from. Um, you know, we need to grow together with our manager, Eddie, um, who is the king. Um, look, I, I'm, in, I'm in agreement. There is no way that I'm questioning Eddie Howe's managerial ability or questioning his position at the club. And I think, you know what? We've got over 100 on the chat. Um, that, that I pretty pretty uh, pretty confident in thinking that you all agree with that that you would not want anyone else than anyhow in in, in this post at the moment um, and look it's a growing it, it's we have to remember as a club and as a fan base it's a it's a it's a growth we're only we're less than a year into it we're not even a year into our new ownership we are still growing. We need at least two or three, maybe even another two, January and then the summer transfer windows to get rid of you know, some of the additions in the squad that we don't want to bring more players in, um, to really beef up this squad. And, we, and the club needs time to grow in, in terms of developing an understanding and maybe creating another way and a style of play. Um, and if anyone could do that, Eddie Howe's the man. Um, there is there is no doubt about it. Uh, Michael said, does Wilson take his spot back when fit? That is the £20 million question, because that's how much he cost. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, you know what you get from Callum Wilson. Uh, people are questioning whether he's actually playing on the right-hand side. Um, you know what? I wouldn't be against a slight tactical change in which we play two up top. Whether that's from the start of the game against Fulham or not, I don't know. Um, but I think at some point in the game, I would love to see um, against Fulham, both Isaac and Callum Wilson playing together up top because I actually think those two could work really, really well together. Um, you know, Callum Wilson is the sort of dogged centre-forward that could uh, hustle and bustle, win the ball, cause havoc. And on that last man in and behind, Isaac can destroy defenders, as we've seen at Anfield, um, as we saw at Crystal Palace, although he didn't score. Um, he's got the ability to really cause some problems. So it's an interesting one, Michael, and one that I think Eddie Howe may have to make because from what Martin um, Hardy said tonight, Callum Wilson's going to be fit. He's back. He's back now after the international break. He'll be fit and raring to go for Fulham. So we will have him back in the squad unless there's a breakdown, which fingers crossed there isn't and it doesn't look likely to be. Um, he will be back in. That is for sure. Um, great to have you in, Tony. Nice to see you again. Uh, Gary, pleasure to have you as always. Um, Paul said, didn't hurt hear the ground, the blues in the ground. Um, that's interesting because a few people said that they did. Uh, a few people said they were louder than, than others. Um, interesting that you didn't hear that. Um, that is it. Uh, interesting. Uh, definitely. Um, Dan's put, uh, the atmosphere was awful. Um, you're not the only one to say that, Dan. Now, if anyone else, Paul and whoever was at the game, uh, I think Tony might have been there as well. Um, a lot of people said that the atmosphere was flat and you know what it's like at St. James's Park. If an atmosphere is flat, it almost feeds in to the the kind of the, the opposition the Bournemouth fans must have been loving it the Bournemouth players must have been galvanised by the fact that it was flat it didn't seem its roaring self maybe but maybe because we were paying our respects to Queen Elizabeth II and not having the flags up and, and the normal kind of um, pre-game atmosphere that we like to build maybe that didn't play in, into our hands 
we did kind of rise again when we got the goal from Isaac. You did feel like a movement there, but it soon did dwindle down. Um, so, yeah, the atmosphere does play a part. We know, you know, we know we have to be that 12th man every game, regardless of the situation. Some fans need to be inspired. They need to see something in order to get behind their team. Some fans will get behind their team regardless. Um, for, but, but, but regardless of where you stand on that, we have to get behind the boys because they need us. You know, regardless of how good a player comes into the into the into the the club and who we sign, we need to get behind those boys. Fifty two thousand. We need to make it a cauldron for Bournemouth and other teams that come to St James's Park. And I don't think we did that on Saturday. And I think it almost gave them that little extra ten percent that we didn't want them to have uh, with Bournemouth. Um, so I said, no panic. We're in a transition regards to changing the way we play. It will take time. Just remember where we were same time last season. Absolutely agree with that. Um, 100%. Tony Hunter's in the chat. Welcome, Tony Hunter. Um, we've had many teams who deserve, uh, um, many teams that deserved booing. Um, we have had many managers that have deserved sacking. Eddie and the team are not amongst them. You know what? Here, here, absolutely agree with you. Um, one hundred and ten percent. Um, David Cook, welcome, David. He said, "What change is required to go from high press possession to creating and taking chances?" If anyone knows, um, Eddie uh, does not uh, armchair uh, pundits. Yeah, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Eddie, Eddie's the man that I trust. He knows. He knows the situation. He knows what's needed. But equally, he probably doesn't have all of the tools available to him to be able to execute that the way that he wants. And that's where a little bit of patience is needed. You know, I was quite honest and open about the game on Saturday. I said it simply wasn't good enough. And you know what? It wasn't good enough because I fully expected us to, um, even if we didn't have a great performance, I fully expected us to beat Bournemouth, you know, in my mind, I always, almost felt we needed to beat Bournemouth because we, we need to be winning games like that if we want to go where we want to go. Um, but that's an isolated game. We've had fantastic games. We haven't got anything out. We've been so unlucky. And I do think that in the games coming, where we play Fulham away, Brentford at home, I do think that there's, there's an opportunity for six points. And you know what? I would not be surprised at all if we went and beat both of those teams comfortably. That's just the way it is. Um, you know, with a full, fully, fully fit team with two weeks of training under their belt, um, international players aside, I do think we were going to go um, and, and 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 smash it. I really do. We just need to keep the faith, keep behind those boys because those boys will be the ones that will will bring us home. That's for sure. David said, been a weird weekend. Several teams have been poor in the Premier League this weekend. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? Even with the disappointing performance, even though we took a point and we should have won that game, we're still in 10th place. Yes, one or two teams um, have games in hand, but we're still in 10th place, even with that. You know, we'd have snapped our hands off for 10th place last season. And I don't want to keep dwelling on last season because we are looking forward. But again, we have to remember we're less than a year from a takeover and from being in a, a, a position where relegation was the only mindset Um so, you know, sometimes we need to remember where we're at. Yano said, Pete, how many fans thought it was just a matter of time before Botman got on the score sheet? Then he drops in. 
too much sentiment for me. I have to agree with Iano. Um, I really do. Um, you know, you made some fantastic points tonight, as always. But I have to agree. I, it, it was. I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked that 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 Botman wasn't um, in the team. Uh, really, really surprised me. Uh, and for me, I just thought. Um, you know, with the game he had against Palace, he was lethal in both boxes. He looked really, really good. You know, when a, 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 a player's just starting to find his feet, so to drop him was a surprise. However, there was talk that he was carrying a little knock. If that's the case, I wouldn't risk him because you don't want Sven Botman out for any length of time. So it hasn't been confirmed that he's had, that he's had a niggle, but it, there was talk that that was potentially the case. If that was the case, I'm, I'm not questioning that decision because we, we cannot we, we we cannot risk him at all. It's just we're just not in that position to do to do so. It's it, it's far too it's far too risky. We've already lost really really important players. We can't be in the position to do that um, uh, at all. Um, yes, the um, the clan lad. Um, welcome to to the channel. Welcome to the show tonight. Um, but yesterday shows why we were trying to sign Madison in the summer. And that's why I said on the fully loaded transfer shows, we need to get this guy. I understand why they might not have gone for him because we don't want to pay that type of money. I get it. I understand it. But you could see, if anyone watched the Tottenham game, yes, Leicester was shocking. But Madison still looks the business, even in a, in a team that have only got one point this season. And he scores a goal that, you know, wasn't even a half chance. I think they said on commentary, and I fully agree with that. It was an unbelievable finish. And just imagine his ability to score goals from, from midfield outside the area. But on top of that, another creative midfielder that can create chances in play and also from set pieces, you know, corners, free kicks. Imagine him and Trippier stepping over the ball. The keeper would absolutely shit himself. He wouldn't know what to do because he's got two players that can hit the stanchions every single time. Um, and again, just adding that extra bit of quality, it's exactly what we need. Can play on the right, can play as a number eight, you could mix and match, you've got someone that's really versatile. He has played a couple of games on the left, so again, if injuries came about, you've got a position, you've got the you've got the ability to move someone like Madison around, but he still is in that position of causing threats no matter where he plays. The one thing I wor worry about and I hope he doesn't do it with what, by the time we get to January, he'll be on a year and a half left on it, on his contract. Be a great time to sign him. But between now and, and January, I don't want him to sign another contract at Leicester. They're trying to get him to sign one. He hasn't signed yet. And, and rightly so, because of where they are in the league. As long as they keep losing matches and keep playing poor, the likelihood is he's going to go in January and that's where we can really do between now and January our business to try and keep him um, uh, as uh, interested in coming to Newcastle as possible. Um, Pete, um, when we do when we get a Fafana in January to allow Bruno to be higher at the pitch, um, do we get a Fafana? Um, Seco Fafana just signed a new deal. I think he signed an extension on his contract. So, again, it would have been about £25 million to get him out the door. I think it will cost more now because he signed a new contract. Um, can we get him? Of course we could. I'd probably say more like the summer. But someone like him would be brilliant. He can play defensive, but he's also a number eight too. But there was a few other players. Singari would have been a good 
a, a good shout in there. And there's a couple of other defensive midfielders. Alvarez um, could be another option too. Um, I know Chelsea were linked with him, but again, someone defensive, someone that's a ball breaker, that just breaks the player up, like, like the classic Teote type player. That's what we need in this formation now, in my opinion, more so than, than anything else. Um, and equally, we do miss John Joe Shelby. Um, you know, look at his range of passing is a big miss for us. There's no doubt about it. Um, so something we, 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 we need to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, Dean agrees that teams will come and do a job. Um, that is for sure. Um, yeah, Stephen also agrees that um, Ian has mentioned about Botman having a niggle. We can't take risks on players. It's just not worth it whatsoever um, at all. Uh, Keith, welcome, Keith. Um, yesterday, we tried to get down the flanks and put crossing into the box, which was great if we had a wood in the middle. Yeah, we touched on that as well. Wood being in the middle is crucial. Um, that is for sure. We need wood in there, really, really causing problems. Um, you know, just um, just being a battering ram in there because everyone would then be occupied with wood, which allows Isaac to do his best movements in between. The ball drops to him, he puts it in the net. He's a, he's a sharpshooter. That's what we need. We need someone to take the pressure off him. Interestingly, one or two people were saying on social media that if Will, if Wilson had been playing up top on his own. Um, like Isaac had, Wilson would have done better. Now, yes, Wilson scored against Forest, but I remember watching that game thinking Wilson was really struggling in game. He didn't really do too much because he had three centre-backs occupying him. Now, Isaac having three centre-backs occupying him is difficult for, for a player, no matter your ability. And it's hard to find spaces in between them when you've got no one else to occupy the other centre-backs because they're all focused on you. It's not easy. So, um, yeah, it, the, you're right in, in your initial point. If you're going to get people into the box, we need someone that's going to get on the end of it. But we, Isaac can get on the end of them, but we need someone else to be in there to take the pressure off him that he's then got, whoever the winger is, he's got three or four players to aim at rather than just one. If you see what I mean, like you need bodies in the box. You need a Willock getting in there, joining the fight. You need Joe Linton or you need a strike, two, two prone strikers. Wilson um, and Isaac would be perfect. But if you throw Wood in there and Isaac, Wood in there and Wilson, it just allows for more carnage in there because we can create carnage as long as the balls get put into the box. Uh, Andrew agrees, definitely handball. Um that is for sure. Laugh goals is coming straight off the bat. Uh, Hudson Adoy is a glorified Gabriel Obertan. Uh, interesting take. Um, I think he's started okay at Leverkusen. I don't, you know, not tearing it apart. Um, I think he's started okay. Um, but look, um, uh, I, I, I personally think we're beyond him now, in my opinion. Um, yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, Stevie, Stevie T, hope you're well. Um, I'd like to see our players gambling at the near post more often. The majority of our balls in the box um, end up there, but bodies um, are never there for us. Yeah, one thing I've really noticed is that, you know, it is our lack of movement in set plays. You know, we do tend to go near post and there's never, ever a run. For me, if we've got Burn or Botman on the pitch, I think one of them needs to gamble and go front post. Shaw in the middle, Joe Linton at the back post. Uh, I think we need to really organise where our big players are coming in 
um, in, in attacking the ball because it all seems like we're attacking the ball in the same area. The amount of crosses, actually, Stevie, that have been going right to the back post and we've got Joe Linton and Dan Byrne basically jumping for the same ball. Why? It doesn't make sense. Spread them out across the pitch because you can get Joe Willett nicking in there who can head the ball well. Isaac can head the ball well. You know, you've got then the likes of Fabian Shaw if he's up, that can head the ball well. And then you've got people like Joe, um, um, Bruno Gamerez and people on the edge of the box that if the ball drops to them, they've got an opportunity. We just need to organise ourselves a little bit better. I don't think the balls into the box have been bad, but if we win this first ball, the second ball isn't there to be won because we haven't got players in the right position. Um, we just need to be a little bit smarter in those situations. But, of course, Sven Botman is an absolute bully in, in the box, as he was at Lille, and he's proven so at Newcastle. We need him back fit, and we need him in there causing havoc. That is for sure. Maybe we should try Wood and Isaac up top with ASM as number 10, whilst Wilson is out. Well, you know, it wouldn't have been a bad shout, life goals, but Wilson is back. Uh, Martin Hardy tonight confirmed he is fit to play the next game after the international break. So, um, fingers crossed we won't have to have that striker pairing and it could be Wilson and Isaac instead. Um, uh, I see Eddie moving Isaac to the right when Wilson's fit. Um, he'll play narrow in the channels and Trippier um, on the overlap. That's an interesting one. An interesting one. A lot of people don't like Isaac playing on the right-hand side. Uh, doesn't like it at all. So uh one to definitely keep an eye on. But he can play on the right-hand side. And actually, he's not a bad creator from that right-hand side either. Um, but look, uh, just as we carry on, because we've got so many to get through and so many fantastic comments, we've got a special guest. Um, and you guys will know really, really well from um, uh, our uh, new show, uh, Loaded Cube. Um Fumbi, how you doing, my man? Guan, hey, <laughs> how you doing? I saw you lonely there, Pete. I said, no, nah, I ain't gonna leave Pete like that by himself. <laughs> hey, look, you know me. I can talk Newcastle United all day. You I was like, Pete's on his ones. Now nah, let me join <laughs> in. Look, we've just been going through. We've been talking about a number of things, and um, we've been talking about. You know, obviously the result being disappointing. We're looking and giving perspective of how we're going to move forward. We're looking at um, lots of things, even about set pieces and, 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 you know, how we work set pieces. Look, first and foremost, just give us your reflection on the game uh, from yesterday. Are, are you- I, was in, um, I was in Manchester waiting to uh, go up to Middlesbrough for a show. So I was watching it in the hotel lobby and... It was frustrating, man. It was frustrating. First half, we started really like a house on fire. I thought, okay, I can see some shifting about here. Then it kind of got to that point in the game where it's like, okay, they're comfortable. We're not really doing much. Then um, towards the end, we hit the post. We had two, you know, strong shots. So I was thinking, okay, we'll get there. But um, overall, it's really weird, this new Newcastle, in the sense where we go a goal down and we don't even stress. <laughs> like, we just score. And then we're back in. Like it happened in Southampton last season. We're going to go down. We just scored. Leicester, go, go down. Yeah, we just scored. Yesterday, again, the goal we conceded, I saw it coming. I was like, I don't like the way Bournemouth are shifting this ball. They're moving it quick. We were out of position. We tried to play out from the back. It didn't work. And they got the goal. Then I was like, man, this might be the first time I see us get that goal and we lose at home to Bournemouth. Oh, my God. My stream went out. 
And then the the BBs, the, the hotel had the TV on. And all I heard was there might be a penny to Newcastle. So I'm panicking, like, what? My stream comes back and I see the handball. I'm like, yeah, penalty. Yeah. I went yeah. out of the hotel to go and see the penalty because BBC were ahead of me. I was thinking, Isaac, please don't miss this penalty, please. <laughs> he buries it. So I'm thinking, game on. But then this is where I think, you know what? You, when you watch a game, you're emotional, you're angry. I wanted three points badly yesterday. But looking back, we're growing in it. Like we're growing. We just haven't figured out how to be patient and unlock a door. We were trying to unlock the door with every single key. <laughs> you know what I mean? We we're trying to turn that door open, open, open. What we had to do was lean back a bit and just figure out that one key and then open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that youthful excitement is still there, trying to please the fans. We want to get that goal for them. I get that. But in time, we'll be that team where, you know how when them Liverpool and them not come back, when they get a goal, and then you start praying like, bro, please just don't give us four. Just don't give us four. <laughs> we will get there, innit? But at this moment, we just didn't have those tools. And come on, man. You know when you're bringing on Murphy and who else did we bring on? I think Murphy, Longstaff and Wood. You ain't, yeah. really, you ain't really saying much when you bring on those tools. So all in all, it was a frustrating game. I think people, I think we've all been harsh on the team because a lot of people are like, I heard there was booze. I heard people saying, how are we out? I heard it was like, you know, bad performance. I just think, you know, it was a, it, my frustration wasn't necessarily the performance. So it wasn't the, the draw. It was that, I know we can do better here, but we're still missing some key players. Yeah, we we, we touched on it earlier about um, people on social media saying Eddie Howe out or questioning his abilities. Now everyone's it's, everyone's got their their own opinions on this situation, but but what what are your thoughts when you hear that people want Eddie Howe out? Are you in agreement? <laughs> I don't think you would be. It's, it's 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 funny to me because. I said it before, Newcastle, manage your expectations, bro. I know after the Forest game and after the City game, you were like, hey, listen, hey, if we don't get top four, blood, it's, it's not happening. But you have to understand, man, it's 38 games in the season. And even if we finish 10th or 9th this season, it's progression. My biggest enjoyment was coming into a season knowing I ain't going to be where Leicester is. Yeah. Leicester trying to beat our record now. Let's see how long we can go without winning. Then we start winning again so we can beat Newcastle's record because I don't know what they're trying to do. But so with that in mind, how we out? How? How? Listen, yeah, if as long as we don't get relegated, he has three years to build his team. That's still Bruce's team. There's still elements of Bruce in that team. We haven't bought the exact quality. You know when you you know when um what's his name? Lampard was at Chelsea, and there was they signed Werner, Habits. All these ballers, we were like, all these men are going to get you sacked. Because <laughs> if yeah. they don't start balling, you're gone. Howie's not there yet. They've not stacked him with Diaby, um, Isaac. Then we got, um, you know, Fernandez in the mid. We've got another world-class left. They've not stacked him like that. When we start stacking him like that, then we can ask him questions. Yeah, that, I think it's a, it's a fair point. I don't, I, and honestly, I don't think anyhow will get to that point. Because I do think in the next, the next few games, he'll turn it around where that question from a small, very small section of the fan base won't even be part of the discussion. It won't even be something that we're, we're even thinking about at all. Um, just a quick point coming from David. Um, I loaded doing a special show for the for the um, takeover anniversary. Of course we are. We'll, we'll be doing some sort of special where the brandy's <laughs> played, uh, that we're looking back on the last year. We'll be doing all of that, David. So don't worry about that. Just keep a lookout on that. Um, we'll talk about Madison 
for me because yeah. we were saying um there's a lot of people saying obviously we are lacking that creativity and and this is why we needed madison um Yano's come with a, a slightly different um take on it so madison has talent but given how short england are why is he not in the squad a question his off-field issues. Firstly, do you would you take Madison at Newcastle, and 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 also, what do you think of what Yano said about you know is it off-field issues the problem for England? It's really strange in the sense where listen, we got Willock starting, and if we don't have Willock, it's Sean Longstaff. Just what I'm saying at the moment. So when you look at someone like Madison, did you see his goal yesterday? Yeah. Oh, unbelievable! <laughs> like, <laughs> like if Willock had done that yesterday, we won't be. In the, we would have. We would have won the game. You understand what I'm saying? Madison is a good player. Now, look at the team we have. Isaac, for instance, will benefit from a Madison because he benefits from technical players. David Silva, Odegaard, we're behind him at Real Sociedad. It's not surprising he got so many goals. Those men will feed a nice little passing. You understand what I'm saying? If um, we, The thing with Madison is this. We've got Bruno, and I will never drop Joe Linton. So I don't know where he will play per se because I don't want Bruno to hold because I think we shortchange him in that sense. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So where will we play Madison? But we do need a midfielder if it's Joe Willock replacement. We need a midfielder that can create. You know what I mean? That can understand a through ball, a thread the needle kind of pass. Madison is that guy. So in that sense, I would take Madison. And in terms of England, it doesn't even matter because Southgate doesn't know what he's going to do with half the players he, he takes anyway. Because none of those players play his style. So you're greenish in your foldings. He's going to have troubles anyway because he won't know where to play them in a sense because they don't play like Pep. He's going to want players that understand how he plays. So I don't think Madison fits that. So that doesn't really matter. I don't think his, his lack of England call-up is a slate on him. I honestly think it's because of the style of their play. Um, however, believe me when I say Madison is ready to step up to a team where it's, it's, it's game time. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Is that like Madison now... Madison was perfectly primed and ready to leave Leicester this season, to step up to the next level. And Newcastle is the next level because Newcastle isn't, it, it, it isn't going to be long-term a team that are, you know, at their pomp, fighting for top four and maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not. Newcastle at some point will break that top four and will mm -hmm. not just break it, will smash it and then we'll be looking to win the league. He's going mm -hmm. to be part of that as part of that mm -hmm. So mm. I absolutely agree with with what you're saying. There's no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, there's other people on there um, putting perspective. People were four points behind the last Europa spot. Uh, it's only game seven. Even West Ham shouldn't panic. So why should we? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that's a no. West Ham should definitely panic. Is. If your West Ham fans are watching, cry tonight. Cry into <laughs> your pillows. Your team is ass booty cheeks at the strip club right now. You're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky the Magpies didn't come to town last night, last week. They did you a favour cancelling that game, I'll tell you that much. You know what? Oh. I seeing see that performance today from them at Goodison Park, uh, I was actually quite disappointed that we didn't play them last week. So I honestly, that's what game, oh my God, that was good. And they had a Thursday game that week as well. Yeah, honestly. I tell people that Thursday to Sunday, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But you think, you got to think as well, it will, you know, when we get to that point, and we will, we're going to need to be equipped yeah, honest. but we've got the P's for that. Yeah, that, that's, that's the when difference. the PIF is going to really well, show their hand. Well, what's interesting is that West Ham spent 100, nearly 180 million this summer. 
So they've got the piece for it as well. But look, look at what they're producing. Look, before before you answer, Life Goals made a great point. Paqueta looks ill-equipped for the Premier League. All hype. Would you agree with that? From what you've no. seen, or do you think no. he's going to be good? You, think you know what? Get... Yeah. Here's the thing that that surprised. I don't know. You see the West Ham Paqueta thing. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. For me, it sounded like a desperate buy, and not a planned buy. Because remember, we could have signed Paqueta, but we never went for him. That means having them were like, nah, we don't want him. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because we could have got him because we put money down for Madison. It, it didn't, I, I, I genuinely found it strange that we didn't actually go for him. Um, and, it, uh, you know, we, it wasn't like we even, we didn't even put like a, a, a bid in for him. So it like, but neither did never. Arsenal. Neither did Arsenal. Yeah. It, no, like, all right. of those, the both of us were like, yeah, we're good. And then West Ham just said, oh, shit, shit, what's left? Okay, we'll take it. So I don't know if they've, got, if they've actually planned for him. Because, like, where do you... I don't know where Paqueta plays, per se. I don't know where they're playing him. But um, it's two games in, and the team's not playing well. So I can't really say he's all hype. But I'm just so glad we're not recruiting players based on names. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, Newcastle could have just said, yeah, we're going to buy him to please the fans. And we would have been pleased. But I'm glad we're buying players that fit the actual system. Well, we're trying to anyway. You're absolutely right. And to be fair, we had, we could have signed 20 players that were mm -hmm. given to us that, that, that as a name, we would have gone, yeah, okay, not bad mm -hmm. players. Mm -hmm. him. Lingard, Lingard being one of them. There's a number of others out there. But actually, as you said, and it's absolutely right, we want the right players to be at the, at the club to be doing the right thing. Um, you know, it's 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 about it. it I think Eddie House talked about it. It's about the personality of the player. It's about what the player is. Um, you know, how, what does he do outside of the football pitch when he goes home after training, match days? What is he? What is he like? Is he a partier? Is he someone that, that's going to be a bit of an issue? Some people mm -hmm. say that Madison might be that type of guy. I don't really know, but you know, he is looking at all of those factors and he sees them over a period of time. You, you know, you're not going to see an Eddie Howe mate, doing a Paqueta last last ditch buy like West Ham did on yeah. a to get him on a cheap. You know, he does his due diligence on players and he looks at whether the. Well, if you look at Madison this season, the team is stinking at the joint, and yet he's still managing to to, to play so well. Yeah, in all of their games. Yeah, you're right. So, no, so if you're questioning that attitude, Germany players will go into a shell because the team's not going well and they know they're the star player and they're going to get a move. How many players would have done that? Say, well, it's not going to be on me. Yeah. But he's still pulling up his socks. So I think I think the question, you know, once you model for Boohoo, man, everyone's going to always question your, your your choices in life. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I think I think it's a fair point. Uh, life goals has just confirmed 182 million uh, West Ham spent. You know what I mean? And, and they went mad at us. For spending the money that we did, you know, I just think you know what, it, 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 West Ham always get their transfers weirdly wrong, though. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, yeah. they brought in um, was, uh, the, the 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 kid uh, the guy who got injured at um, Dortmund this season. Yeah, it's Sebastian Haller. Yeah, they brought him in and it didn't work out. So I don't know, but you know, yeah. He, I just remember everyone won. saying. Villa and um, West Ham were going to be the spot above us, and I'm just like, they're right behind us, so I don't really see them. No, you're right. And I, I, someone mentioned it in the chat earlier and said, you know, there's a few teams that haven't made a good start and there's a few teams that are a little bit all over the place. And I just think, you know what, with that being said, and that's probably why I'm a little bit more just as frustrated because I think 
it, for me, I just think that we could have been so far further ahead. Miles. What we were. But I'm just going to stop us there because it is just about to go eight o'clock. So I am going to um, do the one minute silence for the Queen. So I'll just um, stop us there whilst we just pay our respects. Yes, you are on mute. As I said before, but you couldn't hear me. Back to business. Um, you know what? It's so funny. They they stopped the football because they thought the fans would be disrespectful. But I think every ground showed so much class this weekend in terms of honouring the, the moments of silence. What? I know our ground, we went overboard because, you know, we got Saudi owners. So Amanda came on the pitch. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Get that transfer window up. <laughs> Definitely. You know what I mean? It's a... Uh, and look, let, let's be honest, Newcastle are always massively respectful to, to situations like that. Or where, even even when it's other clubs that are going through. Yeah, we're always yes. so massively yes. respectful. I, I disagree slightly because I think, I don't know if you if you heard in the Everton game today, um, the minute silence, it was bad. Like, I, I, I felt a little bit embarrassed. There was, um, I, I, th I almost thought it was going to be another Liverpool situation where they kind of cancelled it a little bit early. But there was a lot of comments um, being shouted. Um, some people were, were chanting Everton chants whilst the minute silence was on, you know, like kind of to override the, the, the obviously, the, the respect for the Queen. I just I just didn't like it. And, you know, uh, the Everton tried to kind of, cover it over with like clapping partway through and, and all the rest of it too. but I, it just for me I don't know if I'm the only one that saw it I just it just didn't seem I didn't know I didn't I mean I didn't I didn't I didn't watch the um the game itself but I thought because I was watching from the grounds of yesterday and you know when you watch the highlights everyone kind of took even in the 70th minute in our game everyone started clapping which was which was which was lovely yeah so um yeah I'm kind of surprised that um that the Everton um game would do that I, I mean I'd be interested to see what Liverpool do now yeah, that, well, that, like I say, they, they already did theirs, whether they do it again. Um, oh, they already did theirs, okay. Yeah, they, they did theirs in the Champions League because obviously their game this weekend was cancelled. So uh, by, the time, by the time they play again, like, not that it'll all be over, but like, obviously, the, the pain that would have been buried, yeah. Yeah, it would, it would have happened after that point. So they, they kind of won't get another opportunity or in the Premier League, certainly, to do that. But um, Alan, Alan, Alan Tops put his lawless, I think you mean Dan Lawless on West Ham Fans TV, great friend of the talent channel. He says, uh, can West Ham be put in the relegation group in the podcast for Europe? Oh, I, I, I would get pelters if, if I did that to Dan Lawless, putting them in the relegation group. He would kick off. But actually, <laughs> a really good point because 
Battleground Europe will be coming back for another show just as we break up for the World Cup. And um, we might have to add a couple of teams in there, you know. Um, Brighton flying high. They might have to be added to the group. They're having a, they're having a good season, but let's... Have let's they appointed do... someone else? Um, not yet, but I think they've been in talks with a couple of managers. I think there's a manager from Italy that they've been in talks with. I don't really know too much about who they're after, but their next their next appointment's going to have to be key because they could go from top four to bottom four quite Easy. quickly. It's Easy. only seven games in. Everyone's giving them the hype talk. Yeah, it's seven games in. Like whereas we're not getting all that hype right now because we're drawing games. That can equally turn quite quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Out run and obliterate Brighton. They could go the other way, and then yeah. everyone's thinking about them being dragged in. But, um, but, but imagine like, if we go on a run now. That would be so crazy because when we were on our run last season, we had lost so many games. This time we actually haven't even lost that many. We haven't lost. We've lost one game. So if we go on a run, all those draws would be like, yeah, we. That's what we plan to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay undefeated for a while. Now we're running, baby. Part of any house master plan, you you know yeah. this, you know this. Um, I want to get to that level. What Spurs are doing, it's it's unbelievable how Spurs are unbeaten, and they're they're scoring, and it's almost like Conte's got that. Like, he might be able to nick this feeling, you know. I want us to get that to that level where we're just Newcastle. Are, they, they, I don't like the way they look good right now. Yeah, he Conte's a serial winner. He is a serial winner. And look, uh, I'm not saying they'll win the Premier League. I don't think the no. world Man City will win it. But yes. uh, you know, I think Tottenham will be in contention for at least a couple of the cups. Maybe, maybe even get it to the latter stages of, of the Champions League. I'm not saying they'll win that either. But I think they they they'll be a talking point this season, Tottenham, because Kante does Kante doesn't build rubbish teams. He builds no. teams wherever he goes and he always makes them competitive but um, Yano's put on a brighter note anyone worried about our performances should watch the Villa Southampton game oh my god Yano you've been on fire tonight because I tell you what I feel like we've got the same brain I don't know if you watched this from me on Friday night the Friday night game Villa Southampton I swear it was the worst Premier League football game I've but ever seen in my life it, we, Villa won but the game was absolute, in your words, it was absolute trash. It was trash, honestly. It was really? Worst, it was the worst Premier League game in history, I swear. I thought Joe took the pressure off himself at that point. Well, don't get me wrong. In the final whistle, he was celebrating like he won the trophy. But, but, but honestly, I think he was also celebrating because he got the three points in the game. That no and he knew, he knew that's another week. Yet. That's another week in the job. <laughs> You know on Sky Sports where they have those half an hour, half an hour um, uh, like highlights. I think they probably condensed that to like three minutes because of how bad it was. It was that bad. It was shocking. Wow! Uh, I can't yeah. wait to play Villem and pepper them. Oh, uh, I, uh, look for me, uh, two teams I want to smash the pieces: um, Villa and Everton this season. I would absolutely. <laughs> hey, Everton are looking. I respect Lampard, what he's doing, man. He's, he's getting them... He's I doing something. I, <laughs> I don't respect what he's doing at all. I think he's doing he something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not worried about them. I just want to make a point anyway about Isaac. And I just want to say... Perfect. I'm just... I just can't wait 
to, to, the, to the cog start moving, I just feel like we're going to see some really good football, man. I really, really do. In the first half, he sat that brethren down, tried to square it, didn't get through. I think he had another one where he, um, he's got good feet, you know, he's got good feet. And I think we're just not, we're not there as a team yet, but soon we'll get there. So I'm just happy that we've got someone like him in the fold. I think him and Callum Wilson can play together now. I love Miggy. I love him. But um, you can't get him behind and turn around. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we look, we've just been talking about that early on. We talked about the fact like, that you he can't do that. Back onto his left. Yeah. It's too much. Nah. It's too much. Or what do you think? Play him on the left? Yeah, it's been it's been talked about tonight. Switching, I mean, we were hoping that Alison Maxwell is back fit for the Fulham game, but if if not, switching Miggy and Fraser, so they're both playing on their favoured footsteps. Yeah, and there whip those balls in and cause problems that way. That's that's but, what. But the thing is, Pete, yeah, I don't think Isaac is a whip a ball in type striker. Right. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So Fraser, yeah. I love him, but. Whipping the ball into the box, Isaac's not going to get that header onto it. He likes it to feet, he likes it through, he likes to, you know, create that little, like a Jesus, like a, I mean, Harlan can score with any part of his body, so I'm never going to say a Harlan, but <laughs> I'm talking, I'm, you know, the, the strikers like, you know, Jesus, who, whipping the ball into the box is not going to best serve him. Play it play in the box, I'm, I'm, I'll cut back or something like that. Whereas yeah. Fraser's such a winger. You know, he wants to whip that ball in, which will suit Wood or Wilson. Wilson will benefit from that. Because, you know, Wilson's going to be all over that box, that penalty box. So Definitely. that's the problem we have at the moment. It's like, if Frazier and Isaac are playing, it has to be a defeat thing. Whereas yeah. if Wilson's in the box, I whip that ball into the box all the time. Yeah. You understand? So I'm looking forward to seeing ASM, um, Wilson, and maybe um, Isaac, because I love Miggy, because he does all the tracking back. But he gives... You saw when um, Isaac got him behind. And he whipped a crossing and he got to Joe Linton and he hit the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mickey wouldn't have done that. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what we're missing, that level of quality delivery. Uh, and this I think this is what why sort of fans are frustrated because you know he has the ability um to do everything in terms of tactically what, what the manager wants, but that final third, that last ball, that cross, that finish, that that little bit of instinct that you need at the top end of the Premier League, he just doesn't seem to have it and it becomes frustrating. It's almost like when he's got too much time to think, he makes a mistake. Yeah, it's just like it gets a ball, bang, bang, bang. Does does it? No, he sat that guy down. down. Look how he turned the guy on the wing, he just turned him. I was shocked. And then he laid a lovely ball into to Willock, who I, I won't be too harsh on that moment because it was a hard one to control and he tried mm. to kick it immediately. But I was like, okay, that's that's what I'm talking about. But too many times. And you know, Trippier, the thing is, is him and Trippier work so well on that right-hand side yeah. until the last moment. Yeah. It's, you know? It's, it's, just, it's just that last final ball, that last kick into the box that that and and that's what the strikers need they need to know what they're getting they need mm. to know what they're getting if they if they're going to do any sort of bits they need to know what it is that they're expecting because they can't make the right runs and we go back to uh, you know you'll probably remember when Alan Shearer and Janola fell out because because you weren't getting the balls into the box because mm. was doing too much on the ball yeah that's yeah with Lauren Robert when he came to the club, and he's, he's a fantastic cross of the ball, but because he didn't know when to time his runs, he went mad at the wingers and was going, I want the ball. It's almost mm. like we need Wilson and Isaac to go to these guys, give me the ball. Don't piss around with it. If you got mm. it, 
If you beat your man, whip it in. I don't care whether it's your right foot or your left foot, foot. you know, whether it's your good foot or your bad foot, get it into the box because I'm going to be there and I'm going to be able to get on the end of it. That second goal against City where Wilson scored and ASM broke. When he fed Wilson, I was actually shocked. (laughs) But that's how much he's growing. I was shocked. But that's how much he's growing. And you know what? In that moment, Wilson scored. So it, so it, it, it heightened that, that thought that he'd done something really well. But actually, Miggy, uh, sorry, ASM has been making those right decisions. Mm. Even though back into last season, mm. Wilson's goal against Burnley last game. Yeah. He has been making those decisions, but they've not always resulted in goals. So we don't mm-hmm. give him the kind of respect sometimes that he might even deserve it in addition to what he has. But... Boy, we missed ASM. We need that guy. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just as a threat. I think I'm the only one in now. Yeah. Am I, am I in or am I out? I think um, Pete has just... Um, I don't know what happened there. I think I took myself out by accident. Left me on my own. I was like, oh, my God, I'm by myself. Yeah, <laughs> ASM. I didn't... <laughs> you know what, as well? We, we just lost him at the wrong time. Like I said it in the group yesterday, I said, it's just a shame since that City game, we haven't been able to crack on. Yeah. Because we lost injuries, you know? We haven't been able to crack on from that moment because I think we were ready after that. We were on it after that. Yeah. It's a a shame, but I think, you know, the next win, I think will kick us back into gear for that. So the quicker we get that, the quicker we can potentially go on that run. But Alan Thompson put uh, Pete from me. Um, some Forest fans still think that, that we will be top four. So why can't we dream to finish uh, top eight? Um, yes, Pete, the Villa game was dross. Um, hey, Pete, Forest when that brother came on your show, when that brother came on your show and said uh, they think Forest going to finish top 10, I had to check their, their team and think, let me see who they got because this is a bold prediction. Forest think they're gonna. Forest fans think they're gonna finish top four. Not top four, but when when they were making their predictions, yeah, them man were gassed. They said ten, yeah. top ten, yeah. eight. Classic the prem. <laughs> I, I, I look. I, I'll, I'll give uh, like um, Mr. Dior, who came on our away days. He was um, obviously very confident and, and rightly so to a point into the new season. But I think he's the one that said he was gonna be top ten, and and I let him have his moment. But look. Let, it's been 20 odd years since I've been out of the Premier League, so we probably forgot <laughs> what it's like. But trust me, it works around here. Yeah, it's not as easy as that. There have been a couple of teams that have come in and had decent seasons. Wolves. And they went they, down the next. Yeah, but there you go. Wolves, Sheffield United. Sheffield United did that. Bro, they finished fifth. Mm-hmm. They were brilliant and then got relegated. So I think sometimes they forget of what the Premier League's like. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a difficult one. That's I think their biggest problem is they signed twenty one players. Yeah, you can't. I don't even want Newcastle to sign twenty one players. I don't even want that. It's too much. It's too much. Too much. But Yano's just said his lads a Villa fan on and on Friday he he turned the game off (laughs) to (laughs) watch a kids (laughs) film. I told you that's how bad that game was. And Yano, I'm so glad that you picked up on that as well because it was an absolute. um, Hey Pete, when we got the takeover, yeah, I think man like Coutinho and them was snubbing us. Just everyone's ah snubbed you. You don't want to go there. I just said I don't want this predator. I don't want Coutinho. Why? 
To be fair, you said that from the beginning. You, you said you, you, serious. Yeah. How can you go to Barcelona, loan to Bayern, win the Champions League, and Bayern still said thanks? Yeah, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. They still right. do want him. Um, Bayern loaned him and then didn't even barely play him. And they, they won the Champions League with him, yeah. and he didn't want him. So I just knew when we when they didn't give, I was so happy because I didn't even care about that. I just knew the players that we would care are the ones for us. So when we brought in Dan Burn, Matt Target, we were being mocked. Dinia, Dinia turned Newcastle down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I had a shocker. He's, he's from people that are questioning and saying that they got the better deal out of out of Target and this. They paid what twenty five million for him. We paid what twelve, thirteen million for Target. Target. It, it's, it's an absolute no brainer. We got the better deal out of that one hundred. Yeah. And 10%. And uh, yeah, it was the Fumby show for a second. When I, <laughs> when I, when I booted myself out, um, it definitely was um, the, the Fumby show. But look, um, last couple of questions. Um, uh, Saint said, we, we missed two important players. Uh, you just mentioned, um, I think, ASM and Wilson. Um, that's why we've been, um, you know, been blatantly keep saying in the transfer window, we need two wingers and one attacking midfielder. But the club went in a different direction. Is that where you would be targeting in January for me, it, you know, as and when we get there? Is that where we need to improve? I, I don't think the club went in a different direction. I don't. I think we our, our hand got forced. Yeah. Also, the transfer market was moving booky in the sense where it's difficult for Newcastle to buy players because everyone thinks we have money. Everyone's told them we're the richest club in the world and that's how these men are approach, approaching the, the team. So... If you look at the Isaac transfer, we had to go in big. We If we didn't open with a big bid, they'd have pushed us to 70, 80. Yeah. If we didn't go in just say, hey, look, there it is. Hey, one time, take it. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think that... I just think well, our hand was forced. But um, in January, our defence <laughs> is too good. <laughs> yeah. We got men like Botman chilling. You understand? And if, if, if Target gets injured, we just shift them burn to left back. It's not a mm. thing right now, blood. You get me? And you've got someone like Jamal Lewis, who most of the bottom <laughs> of the Premier League would, would take. He's yeah. He's in the game. All right, let me, let me, let me, let me deep it for you more, Pete. All right, all right. We go to Anfield. Right, can we start the shells? <laughs> I man didn't put a foot wrong. You're right. Like, that's, that's the, the defence is too nice now. So I don't want to see any defensive players. If I want to see something, I wouldn't mind a holding mid so that we yeah. can get Bruno and them, man, doing the thong song in the midfield. <laughs> the thong song, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want shorts being pulled down. You understand what I'm saying? I think we can get a nice clean-up midfielder and let Bruno just do that. You know when Bruno shields the ball? Just backs it up a little bit. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, just, just back it. it up a little bit. You can't get the ball <laughs> off him. Yeah, I want to see all of that. You understand? And um, definitely wingers, Pete. We need yeah. we need wingers now. We need real wingers now. We need to buy them next. I'm talking Anthony Gordon, Harvin Barnes type players. Yeah. We need them cats now. 100%. Just what I'm saying. Because Murphy, God bless him. I feel for him, yeah, because it's hard to gain any momentum coming on for 10 minutes. It's hard to kind of build where you're going to play or know what you're going to do. He's the kind of player that will need at least 15 games to get three good performances. You feel me? <laughs> but we ain't got that right now. So he has to go. Elliot Anderson, I'd keep around. Definitely. You know? 
He's but I would. Def- I don't think we need another striker. I just think we need a winger, and I'd like. I'd like a holding mid. Yeah. You know what? You're not the only one for me. Um, there has been lots in the chat that have said tonight a holding midfielder. I talked about that ball breaker, that one yeah. that just like Tiote type. One yes. that just breaks up playing as yes. to the guys that do the business. Go on, you do your thing. After Benton Core, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benton Core is a perfect example. Why, why he went to Tottenham? I have no idea. That guy is too good. He should be playing <laughs> the top, top. Him top and Kuluchewski. Him and Kuluchewski. They're both absolute ballers, and you know what? Kuluchewski's on a two-year loan. Imagine that's that. How, that's how bad it is. It's crazy. Hey, here's how good loan. that sounds to me. Yeah, say Tottenham are dilly dallying. Hey, we could use the Isaac connection. Hey, come play for the Mag group, but you know how we do up here. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just imagine that we we sneak in the Swedish international, sweep him north. <laughs> that would be unreal. Now, that's what I'm talking about. And hey, if it's a two-year loan, and you know how Daniel Levy is tight with the money, but we can ease in there, you know, we can swoop in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. but right. that kind of player, I'll take that. A Kuluchewski type player, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, and another thing, I didn't realize how good Richarlison was until he went to Tottenham. If we had a Richarlison, oh my god, I'll be content. Look, for me, Richarlison. The, to be fair, my dislike for Everton has been clear. But I've always said, as much as I don't like his diving and his rolling around, he's actually a good player. I would have taken. I would have taken him at Newcastle. It wouldn't have been my first choice, but I'd have taken him because he has got quality and he has added. Something big to Tottenham. He's yeah, Tottenham. so much yeah. better. Um, and that winning mentality, the fans would have loved him at Newcastle. They would have been about, like him. Everton would have got relegated. They would yeah. have gone down if he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That kind of player, Newcastle. The fans would adore him because yeah. he knows how to get the fans on side. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know. So there's, there's 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 definitely time, and in, you know, in January, I'm not I'm not looking, I'm not expecting us to you know to to make a statement, but it would be nice to get a couple of bodies in. Yeah, I, and this is the thing I think you made a good point. You know, if if Newcastle fans, uh, you know, I'm I'm putting it out there now. If Newcastle fans think we're going to go and maybe sign five five six players again like we did in January, uh, it it won't happen. I don't believe uh, unless I, we sell. Yeah, unless we get rid of some of them, yeah. some of yeah. the players and loan them out. But yeah. but ultimately, I think what we'll do is probably get one or two players. But those one or two players will be one maybe on a permanent of it of immense quality, and then maybe a loan player from one of the one of the other clubs in the Premier League or Europe that maybe isn't getting much game time. I can see that that being the option. In mm. Maybe go. So we'll improve significantly in terms of quality, but maybe not in terms of numbers. And I think no. it'll be that type of process. But Yano says, think Forest will be safe if they can strengthen the January transfer. <laughs> Yano's thinking about them signing 30, 30 players over the course of Imagine, imagine the fans saying we need more players in January. Like, bro, how many do you need? <laughs> That is brilliant. I love it, Yano. Oh, That's my cool. God. We need to strengthen. You brought 21. <laughs> Yo, beat Lodi. Like, we dodged mad bullets this season, you know. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, 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 I'm not going to be too harsh on him because I think he's in a poor team. I think yeah, in a minded team like us, and someone touched on it earlier about Target being good defensively but not doing enough go forward, Lodi would have given us the opposite. 
Um, you know what, Pete? Though people are not looking at it like this. Thank God, Target doesn't go forward because ASM doesn't track back. <laughs> and that's why I think uh, that's, that's why, why. I think Howe went for yeah. Target instead yeah. for that reason because yeah. Target almost to six as a left back mm-hmm. and says, you know what, ASM, go and do your bit. Just go and do your bit because that's what you have to let ASM do. You got to go and do your bit. Whereas Miggy, he likes to come back anyway, so Chippier doesn't. Chippier can go forward because Miggy gonna be in the right back position anyway because he's never gonna he's never gonna bum on. He's gonna cut back. So it balances on. It works so well on that side, and it actually works so well on this side because ASM. You, what you don't want is people running at target anyway. And so I like how he balances it. Yes, I would love... And you know the thing about Tug? He can actually deliver a ball. Yeah, he's good. Like, he can cross it in. He can buy... He doesn't get into position enough, but I'm not mad at that. But you're right. If Lodi was in in an art team where we're not so much under pressure at the back, he would benefit more. But I'm just surprised he went to Forest, you know? Yeah, I am. In the World Cup year. 100%. Terraces, um, we have the same points on board as Bournemouth, who didn't sign any sign of player of quality. You're right. We're, we're both on what what eight points right now, which which you're absolutely right. Um, however, uh, what I will say is that Bournemouth see eight points is a fantastic achievement in this point yes. of the season. We, we see that we see that as okay, slightly disappointed, and we see it the other way. And I think that. That there of us being both at eight points, I think what you're going to see over the weeks is that we're going to go there and Bournemouth are either going to stay here or drop. Um, so like, I don't read sort of too much into that. Um, our, full, said, go on, go on. our full squad, we gave Bournemouth six yesterday, easy money. Yeah, like, uh, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't, they didn't say nothing. We, we, we just gave them that confidence. They didn't say nothing. So don't worry about the points on Bournemouth. Stop. Yeah. That's not I mean, our goal this season to be on eight points. <laughs> their goal was fortunate as well. Bro, it's just, it's just because we've been trying to get that goal. Yeah. You know, I wasn't That's worried about them once that night. I liked Billing. I thought he's, I think he's a good addition to their team. Um, I liked um, one of their midfielders was quite decent. But um, I, I just, yeah, we don't have to worry about being on the same points as, as them. Liverpool are what, two points ahead of us? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, if, if we'd have won, if we'd have won, we'd have gone, we'd have gone above Liverpool. We'd have gone above yeah, them. so yeah. it's early days. I believe we go to Bournemouth and win anyway. I'm not tripping off of Bournemouth at all. Yeah, I'm. I'm not worried uh, at all. I, I think you're. I think you're right. <laughs> Someone said sell wood to Sunderland for thirty million in January. Yes, no, Alan... that's rude. I give it to free. <laughs> no, don't do Sunderland like that. Money. We wanted to give him some money. A hundred percent. We're not giving them anything for free nowadays. Uh, they've got to earn their way uh, back to the top. That, that's uh, that's that's for sure. But like last last couple points, uh, Fumbi said. Uh, sorry, Alan said. Fumbi, I still think seven place is up for grabs this season. Uh, do we agree? So, what do you think? Do you think seven place is up for grabs? I do. I think we can still get it regardless of the. I start. think. I think. I think we can. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I just don't think it's a target. Yeah, you know what I mean. I want to enjoy this team and not not be like Arsenal last season who were crying at fifth, but now all of a sudden Arteta's God. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I agree with that. Definitely. I want to enjoy the ride. If we finish tenth and we smacked Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham along the way, boom. Different story. Different yeah. Story. You you know that you know that you know the score. 
Um, yeah, 100%. Everyone's saying we would have had a hard period at some point. Hopefully, this is our blip. Only one loss in seven games. We're still picking up points. Staying positive, lads. Yeah, this is it. And this is what Fumby's just alluded to. Stay positive. Things, things are on the upturn. Um, you know, we'll, we'll still end up in seventh place in the season. Marco, you know, we're, we're still we're still well in that in that discussion. That's not out of the discussion whatsoever, Mark. And I think that we've both alluded to that tonight. And, and Simon said, um, friend of the channel, we would have been six to nine points better off if it wasn't for... Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Half mm -hmm. to agree. Half 100%. 100%. We had a goal the last game. That was a goal, you know? That's already two points. That takes us above Liverpool. We're sitting in, what, eighth, seventh position? Potentially yeah. two points. Even the Liverpool game. Even the Liverpool game. Adding 60 minutes of extra time. It's mad. Absolutely mad. But look, um, I'm going to end it. I'm going to end the show on, on this comment here. Um, because I think, look, you, you you popped in to join us. Um, yeah. quality. We need Fumbi. Uh, we need the Fumbi show every week. Look, Fumbi knows, <laughs> he knows the score. He's always welcome on Loaded Mag and UFC. Um, and look, um, massive, massively appreciate you um, coming to join us. Uh, no worries, King. Uh, Anytime, yeah. man. Just let me know. Come on and bring them laughs. <laughs> and you, 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 do. you know what? You're Are you coming to the Fulham game? Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and get tickets for the full game. The only problem is, is that I'm going to need to rely on the trains to get me down. Uh, there. And I think the the strikes are on, on uh, they're um, they're on a mad one during that weekend. But if you men are down in London, man, let me know, man. We'll meet yeah. up, man, and have drinks, man, and watch. Just talk about Newcastle, man. Uh, hopefully, watch three points so we can then enjoy definitely, some more drinks. Definitely, 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 definitely. <laughs> I'm going to let you go uh, as a wrap at the show. I massively appreciate it, my man. Um, Thanks for having me, man. Pleasure, as always. I speak Peace. to you soon. Love that guy. He's such a funny guy. And you know what? Always gets good, honest opinions from him. Um, and he just tells it as it is, um, as all Newcastle fans do. Um, sometimes we like it, sometimes we don't. But we love the fact that we've got so many different Newcastle opinions and we've had so many in the chat well over 100 during the show love it absolutely love it everyone's opinions on there Yano you've been on absolute smoke tonight um, thank you for your opinion Simon in the chat as always um, you know brilliant so many others I, I, I could I could go on for another hour but I'm not going to do that um, thank you for everyone paying their respects to the uh, Queen Elizabeth II um, bang on 8 o'clock really really appreciate you for taking the time to do that as well and of course we cannot end um, this show without going through um, our fantastic sponsors so thank you to Shyburn Simon in the chat as always thank you for your support on all things Loaded Mag NUFC um, please if you haven't um, give your support to Shy Burns um, and look at the fantastic gear that they have available um, to us and we've got our own loaded um, uh, tea if, if that is available of course I was rocking it on the away days the old Brazilian paying homage to Bruno and Joe Linton um, if you haven't got involved in that and, get, and got one like myself go out and get one they are fantastic uh, t-shirts fantastic quality t-shirts as well really really good quality so well worth the money that is for sure Support our pins and prints. Um, as always, we'd love to show uh, our love for all the pins and prints that 
um, they have available. Lots of new ones coming, so keep an eye out for that as well. And the main man, Marty, from Machine House. Uh, thank you, Marty, for all your, your support for the channel. Um, there's a few things in the background with regards to, you know, different types of um, competitions. And, and the head of competitions, Richie, will be um, bringing them to you on Loaded Mag NUFC very, very shortly. But before that, go and check out the gear. Um, lots and lots available for us. And, of course, our brand new sponsor, um, uh, TJR. And Geordie Rise, thank you so much for your support. Um, been a massive, massive support, like the like the rest of our sponsors since joining uh, the Loaded family. Um, and get involved. Get involved. There's some fantastic tees, um, uh, as you would have already seen on all the other shows that we promote. Um, I'll be picking mine up very, very shortly. I love this one here that's on the screen right now. Fantastic T-shirt. Um, I'll be definitely getting myself involved in that as well. And, of course... If you haven't clicked the thumbs up on the way out, click the thumbs up. Um, um, and if you haven't become a member, $1.99 a month uh, to become a member of Loaded Mag NUFC. Uh, and of course, we are on the way to 5K. Click that sub on the way out if you're a new um, subscriber to the show. Um, please show your support for all things Loaded. We are just five dads that just love talking about Newcastle United. That's what we are. This isn't business for us this isn't you know our only source of income it's what we do as a hobby just because we all love newcastle united just like you do and we just love talking about newcastle in all forms good bad um indifferent um and talk about uh all things newcastle and get those on that know newcastle their best as well so look i'm going to end it there uh thank you so much for everyone in the chat for showing your love and support for, for Newcastle United. Um, we're on the way up. Don't worry. It's just a blip in the road of the Bournemouth game. And no doubt we're going to come back after the international break and absolutely smash Fulham. Um, I hope we do anyway. Um, and we're going to make that rise up the league. Believe in how. How is the man? He's going to take us forward. Um, so don't be questioning him um, because he's got so much more work that he can do with this team. He just needs the tools to be able to do it. But look, um, I'll let you go. Until then, you take care and speak to you very, very soon. Have a good evening.